Hello and welcome to the Egyptian Dream Podcast with me, Tom Ellis. And me, Liam Flint. We're part of the Planet Sport Football Africa team, bringing this podcast to you from Cairo. It's day 10 of AFCON 2019 and we'll be here for the next two weeks. You want air condition or the air? We don't mind the African air. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you like. We arrived into Cairo at the airport last night, probably the middle of the night. Uh, arrived at temperatures of about 27, 28 degrees, so very toasty. It was very toasty, welcome break. Nice little flight though, wasn't it? It was very good fun. People were very friendly, got mobbed when we got to the airport. So yeah, it's been very intense, but pretty, pretty enjoyable. Absolutely, and incredible views arriving into Cairo. It's a really sprawling city uh, with an estimated population of anything between 18 to 22 million people that's greater Cairo if my research is right there's a bit of a range there between 18 and 22 I realize um, but it is one of the largest cities in Africa in the Middle East and one of the most inhabited cities in the world set on the River Nile um, famous obviously for Tutankhamun and the Great Pyramids of Giza one of the world's wonders so we'll be looking forward to seeing some of the sights here in Cairo and of course the football Liam, what are your first impressions, though, of the city as we've arrived here? Safe to say it's huge, absolutely massive. I think we were driving for about a good 40 minutes last night. Um, seemed to see a lot of the desert, lots of people, million and one cars, anything goes on the roads. Um, so first impressions, very different to what we'd uh, have back home. I think at the minute it's about 15 degrees back home which is nice and toasty for us. But here, like you said, pushing mid-30s, maybe up to high 30s by the end of today. But yeah, first impressions, beautiful, amazing landscape. People seem very friendly. You'll be pleased to know we are sat in the shade uh, on our balcony uh, where we're staying in, at our apartment here. We've had a lovely start to our first day here in Cairo. It's day 10 of the African Cup of Nations. Sunday the 30th of June and we've started with an Egyptian breakfast Liam it was lovely wasn't it we had a bit of falafel pita bread egg Amazing. cheese and salad some fried beans lovely start to the day couldn't have hoped for anything more really yeah we had lovely some uh, hard-boiled eggs uh, some lovely bread some pita some grapes good for our healthy eating out here so yeah, I think we're, we're giving our, our stomachs a nice introduction to what we're going to encounter here. But yeah, very good start. If we're going to do this well, we need to be well fed. Uh, so yeah, very appreciative of that breakfast. You can probably hear some of the honking in the background. Um, we were greeted by Jeanne last night, our taxi man. Jeanne the man, our taxi man. Um, and so he welcomed us and gave us a great lift to where we're staying. Uh, we had a conversation about the football and I asked him how he thought Egypt were doing. And he said, not well. Uh, to which I was you know, quite surprised. Two wins out of two so far, uh, with them playing tonight, obviously, as well, against Uganda. Uh, but I asked him, yeah, what, what, why has he not been so impressed? But he said he didn't like football. So the first person we met in Cairo um, doesn't actually like football, so that conversation was over fairly quickly, but I'm sure we're going to see a load of passionate Egyptian football fans later tonight and as the competition goes on. But that's okay. Not everyone has to like football, do they? It was the end of that conversation, but he was a very he was a very good driver. I was just about to say that. End of that conversation completely. But yeah, we appreciate his driving. Uh, he got us here safely. So maybe, maybe this is the beauty of AFCON. Maybe that's going to stir something in here. Maybe he'll switch on tonight, see the pharaohs dismantle Uganda, perhaps. 
Um, and then maybe that will be the start of his revolution of loving football and following the pharaohs. Who knows? Absolutely. Only time will tell. Uh, but if you are ever in Cairo, he was a great driver. So um, look him up, Jean the Man, our taxi man, and hopefully we'll um, bring more conversations with him as the competition goes on. So we should probably get to the football. Liam, should we go over last night's results? Yeah, let's have a little look. I think you could label yesterday as the day of disappointment. Um, but I think it all depends on whether you enjoy goalless draws, I guess. And I think for both you and I, Tom, it's fair to say we like to see goals. We like to see action. We like to see controversy, maybe some red cards. Uh, but yeah, very... Very safe football yesterday. Three nil-nil draws. Afcon served us up. Mauritania against Angola, Cameroon against Ghana. The big one that everyone was waiting for, and Benin versus Guinea-Bissau as well. Maybe they just felt bad for the other games, but I think the ones that stand out for me, Black Stars are struggling now. They've got some work to do after that nil-nil draw with Cameroon, who are looking quite strong, um, and also in that game between Benin and Guinea-Bissau. This now leaves Ghana and Guinea-Bissau. And actually, Benin as well, all still with a chance of progressing. So it's, it's getting very tasty, but those draws have, have opened up the group somewhat. Yeah, there's a, there's a phrase where I'm from in London, where you wait for a bus for ages and then two come along. We've had the first nil-nil of the tournament so far, and then three came along. Um, and, and obviously, we, we do like to see goals here, Liam, don't we, on Egyptian Dream and, and at Planet Sport Football Africa. One interesting thing, I guess, to talk about, Around the this around last night's results is the the change in the dynamic of the 24 tournament. Whether we saw teams actually trying trying to avoid defeat rather than actually going all out for the wins. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I'm sure there's something in that. I think it might be tactical. Of course, you never know. The heat does play a part. Um, you know, some of these games played late afternoon. That's going to be a bit of a disadvantage compared to the ones that are late kickoff. So it could be a whole host of things. Like you said, are they, are they saving some fuel left in the tank for their final big game at the end of the group stage? Who knows? But I'm sure, as you've already alluded to, tonight Egypt versus Uganda, I don't think we'll be seeing a nil-nil there. And if so, I think there'll uh, be a lot of uproar in Cairo tonight. And in one sense, it does keep things interesting because in that Group F with Cameroon currently top, there is still all to play for because all four teams can still go through Cameroon Topping the group at the moment with Benin, Ghana and then Guinea-Bissau currently in fourth. So, so it does keep things interesting to the end of the group stages there. Definitely. And I think that's what fans want to see. They don't want to see a one-sided group where someone just blazes through uh, and the rest of them are fighting out for the scrap. So I think that's good for the tournament, but massive disappointment for Ghana. Uh, they've not really got going yet in their two games, two draws. You'd expect them to win those games. Cameroon will be absolutely delighted with that you know four points are in a strong position uh, but yeah some of the big guns haven't really got going yet okay we've been loving hearing your thoughts getting your comments and questions in from fans wherever you are across the world whether you're in africa whether you've traveled to, to egypt for the games or if you're just sat at home listening to this on your device um, keep your questions coming keep your comments coming roy has been in touch liam hasn't he what was that question do you have it <laughs> he doesn't have it yet, but he's going to find it. Yep, Roy, thank you very much for getting in touch with us. Yeah, he wanted to, to pose a question to Steve Vickers, our very own Planet Sport Football Africa producer. So, of course, to be polite, of course, we had to do that. So here was Roy's question in case you missed it the first time round. It was, as far as I know, whenever sub-Sahara teams play against North Africa teams, usually all the fans from the sub-Saharan countries will support that team. 
So my question, Steve, is, as far as you know, am I right about that? And does it go the same way for North African teams? Do they usually support other North African teams if they play against a sub-Saharan one? Uh, well, Roy, generally speaking in African football, if your country's not playing, you tend to lend your support to the country closest to you. Uh, for example, the Gambia are not here at the Nations Cup and many Gambians are supporting Senegal. Uh, so it follows that if you've got a North African against a Sub-Saharan African clash, uh, those in Sub-Saharan Africa uh, would tend to support the country from uh, the south of the Sahara. Uh, now, when it comes to the North African nations, generally, yes, the same principle would apply, but there are some fierce rivalries, uh, such as between Algeria and Tunisia, so some fans there would never give their support to, to the other team. But this tendency to support other countries became pan-African at the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. Uh, when the hosts were knocked out, the South Africans were supporting every African team with great passion. And indeed, the whole continent was behind the African nations, as is always the case at the World Cup. So when Ghana lost to Uruguay in a penalty shootout in the quarterfinals and came so close to becoming the first African team to reach the semi-finals, the pain was felt all across the continent. Yeah, interesting stuff, Steve. It uh, seems like there will be some people supporting their local neighbours, apart from where there's a maybe long-standing rivalry there in place. Who would you support if your team's knocked out or not even here? Uh, which team, which country would you put your support behind? We'd love to hear from you. And Liam, over to you. We've had some more people getting in touch. That's true, as Tom said. Yeah, we absolutely love to hear your messages, your voice notes, anything you want to tell us on social media. Continue to get in touch. We'll do our best, as always, to give you a name drop and to put your voice out there so that all these other fans can hear your wisdom. So let's get into this, shall we? We've got time for a couple of mentions. Let's start with Musa Torre in the Gambia. And he says, so far, all the teams have impressed me. I'm seeing some fine football from even the debutants. And that's very true, Musa. Of course, the story maybe of the tournament so far is Madagascar. Mm. And we will see how far they go later on in the tournament. And also from the Gambia, we have Momadou. He says, Benin impressed me, although I don't know any of their stars. And the Ivory Coast have impressed me as well. Nicolas Pepe is a joy to watch. Yeah, that's a very good point, Momadou. And I think he may be, may be one of those bright sparks for the rest of the tournament. Who knows what's going to happen, but he's been very tricky on the wing, great dribbler. And I think if Ivory Coast are to progress, he will be right at the centre of any of the success that they have. So yes, as Tom's already alluded to, please keep sending in your messages to us. WhatsApp is the best way to do that. We're on it all the time and we do love the voice notes as well. So the number to message, if you'd like to get in touch, is plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. And if you need that again, it was plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Okay, Tom, I think it's time to get personal. I know we've both got plenty of hopes, we've got plenty of ambitions for our time here in Cairo and for the tournament itself. Tell us, what are some of your expectations for being here? What do you want to see from AFCON 2019? Yeah, as one of our listeners just referred to there, I love seeing the underdogs and the surprise packages do well. Madagascar have been excellent, uh, drawing two all with Guinea and then beating Burundi 1-0. They've been the surprise package of the tournament, I think, so far. And it'll be interesting to see how they get on against Nigeria later uh, today. It'll be interesting to see how they do. Uganda have also been doing really well. I'm interested to see the hosts really get behind their team and seeing some of the passion on display 
as they progress through the tournament. And I think, Liam, just seeing some of the sights here as well. The pyramids, one of the world's wonders, as we said. So a chance to see those uh, right before our very own eyes will be an incredible experience, alongside the football, of course, as well. Yeah, I think for me, the pyramids are calling, definitely. Maybe a Nile cruise as well. Maybe we'll stick that on the agenda too. I think a couple of things for me. First of all, I do want to see some shocks. I know what you've just said there. A bit of giant killing would be great, wouldn't it? And that's why I think the story of Madagascar so far, their developing story, even Uganda punching above their weight so far. And then you look at some of the bigger teams like Ghana, who are just not finding things easy. Very simply, not Clicking Nigeria, not really clicked so far. Scraping through with 1-0 wins. Their fans want to see a lot more than that. So for me, it's all about bring on the shocks. Let's see some, some giants fall in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think the second thing is I really want to see some big names shine. I want to see them make that impression. It feels like Mo Salah, mm. obviously uh, Liverpool forward, now the Egyptian saviour as well. He seems to just be warming up. He's already scored a goal. He's been assisting. He's looked very good. He's looked the part. And I think if Egypt are to go far and to win this entire AFCON, he'll be right there. He'll be the pivotal piece to that jigsaw, I think. Sadio Mane needs to get going. He's struggled so far. I think he's very disappointed at the minute. And of course, Wilfred Zahar, Premier League star for Ivory Coast. He's been sat on the bench uh, in the early stages. So not quite sure what that is tactically. But yeah, there's some big names who, who really need to step up. Uh, and I'm sure as we continue to walk into this tournament as it's warming up out here I'm sure they'll warm up on the pitch as well. It's interesting to see isn't it where the big names maybe don't step up who then um, which teammates step up to try and counteract that and take their place we've seen Trezeguet with Egypt um, so it'll be interesting to see what other players I guess come into the forefront of our attention and, and what they do off the back of this tournament if they have a successful uh, performance and time here in Egypt. The other thing I, I am kind of looking forward to which I must say I promised my hairdresser I would look out for. So we, we both got pre-tournament trims, haircuts for the, for the hot weather before we came out. And um, I was talking to my hairdresser back home, who's an Algerian, and he said, you must video the Algerian fans. He, he told me they're incredibly passionate um, and told me I must video them if I see them. So I'm also looking forward to seeing some Algerian fans and other fans who have travelled from across the continent to support their team. We'll be looking forward to catching up with some of them and seeing the passion on display for a sport that we all love. But that's all we've got time for, I think, today, Liam, isn't that right? Yeah, apart from, that's it from us, but apart from on the pitch, there's still some unfinished business in groups A and B. So if you are tuning in today, you need to watch out for the big one, Egypt versus Uganda this evening. Pharaoh's obviously already through, but they want to finish really strongly, put a marker down. While on the other hand, Uganda know that simply avoiding defeat today means that they will progress alongside Egypt into the next round so that's got a a lot of weight on it that game and then we've also got the dead rubber equivalent Zimbabwe DR Congo it's a dead rubber for the DRC they're gone but Zimbabwe are still hanging on so lots to play for for them and in group B we've got Nigeria Madagascar the Super Eagles just about have sorted their pay dispute out in time there will there won't be a strike which is great for all fans concerned but can they put it right on the day against Madagascar and Burundi Guinea the other match in group B Guinea know that they can still progress with a win if the other result goes their way and they improve their goal difference which at the minute is not looking very pretty so we're almost done as tom said here on egyptian dream do you keep sending in your messages via whatsapp which players are standing out for you who's going to win the trophy what have you made of afcon so far and the number to message is plus four four seven nine double five 
232780. And we can't wait to hear from you. So we'll be back with you again tomorrow, topping up the tan, and we'll be running through all of the stories as they break from AFCON 2019. So don't go anywhere. But for now, I'm Liam Flint. And I'm Tom Ellis. And this has been Egyptian Dream, brought to you by the Planet Sport Football Africa team at Passion for Sport. See you tomorrow.